Hello and welcome to the Locust and Honey Podcast. We are two Reformed Southern Baptists who desire to speak the truth of the gospel to the heart of the culture. Today is episode 12 of the Locust and Honey Podcast. Join us as we discuss MetaChurch. If you would like to support our growing podcast, you can do that by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and by subscribing so that you don't miss any future episodes. You can also follow us on Facebook at Locust and Honey. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another to love and good work, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Well, hello and welcome. I am Andrew. And I'm Matt. (laughs) And we've got a good episode in store today. We do. Yeah, welcome to Locust and Honey Podcast. We are going to be talking about Meta Church. Indeed we are. I'm excited. It'll be good. Got some things that we're going to look at. But before we get into that, Andrew, I'm going to switch it up on you. Okay. I'm going to ask you, what are we into? What are we into? All right. We are into coaching some baseball. Coaching baseball. Yes. Who are we coaching? We're coaching the Six and Under Cardinals. Oh, yeah. And why are you into that? Well, for one... My nephew, your son, Ezra, is going to be on our team. It's kind of a family affair we've got going on. We've got Matt is the head coach, and I'm the assistant coach, and my dad is the other assistant coach. Yep. I mean, I played baseball all my life, so I've always looked forward to coaching and stuff like that. My dad used to coach a lot, but he hasn't done it in a long time, and I know he is excited for that. And you just coached helped coach football, so now you're getting a chance to coach one of your kids in baseball. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good time, and we want to go out there and shock some people. Wipe the floor with them. Yep, absolutely. That's what sports is all about. Yep. Yep. I had something I was going to say about that to add on, but I can't remember. So now you can go ahead. Well, that's what I'm into, too, right now. We just had our draft the other night. Yeah, it was intense. Yeah, it was a lot more intense than I thought it would be. Everybody's fighting to get the good kids. Yeah. But it was fun. We got our team. We start practicing this next week, and uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Also, Elijah's on the Cardinals. Elijah is on the Cardinals. So they're both on the Cardinals, but they're not on the same Cardinals. That's true. Elijah's on the seven U Cardinals. And I was on the Cardinals when I was six years old. Well, there you go. So it's just meant to be. You could have been on Ezra's team. I could have been on Ezra's team. You could have been your own coach. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. You know what that reminds me of? What does that remind you of? The meta world. The meta world? Because in the meta world, I'd be able to like virtually create a six-year-old me. Well, yeah, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. And so you could create yourself and then go and teach yourself how to play baseball. Yeah. You know what else you can do in the meta world? What's that? Go to church. You can? Yeah. So let's get into the meta world. Let's just Or kick can off. you? Let's just kick it off. <laughs> Good point. Spoiler alert. <laughs> let's kick it off. Uh, all right, so Meta Church is the name of this podcast. Yes. Why? Because we want to focus on the importance of, or what I should say, what scripture has to say about the gathering of the saints and the meta world. Matt is right. They are, there are churches out there who are completely going virtual. Now, whether that be through, I mean, meta was just something that we use, but some, you know, whether that be through meta or other ways, there are churches, I know of one off the top of my head. I, I mean, I don't know what the name of it is, but they sold their building and now they're going completely virtual. And so what we're what we're asking is that's a big move just in a lot of ways. Is it something that 
agrees and aligns with scripture or is it right. not? And so that I think is kind of where we're what we're yeah marching towards here. Well, so I guess what we're looking at is really in the past two years, there's been this shift in what Americans consider church to look like. And that's been brought on. Would you say that predates COVID or would you say COVID brought that on? I think COVID gave a bunch of people an out to do what they were already wanting to do. Yeah. But we're going to break this up into three groups today as we talk about this. The first one is kind of where we get the title, Meta Church. We're going to look at what is Meta and the future of that, what things could potentially look like in the future, and speak to them now. The second thing I want to look at is live stream church. And then the last thing is just people that, where we are in Georgia, we always hear, well, I can worship the Lord on my bass boat on the lake or in my deer stand just as good as I can worship the Lord mm-hmm. in a church building. And and so I want to kind of look at those three different things and see what does Scripture say to them and is there a better way to be the body of Christ? Yeah. So Meta Church. Meta is, Facebook has changed its name to Meta, and they bought or they're into now virtual reality. Virtual reality. Yeah. So they're, they're big into virtual reality, and they're trying to make this a big thing. Not too long ago, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months back, Mark Zuckerberg posted this big old video talking about Meta and his plans for it. And basically, if you don't know about Meta, what he's wanting to do is have this virtual reality where you can put on little goggles. And what he's trying to get people to do is live life in the metaverse. Yeah. So. In the commercial, he was saying if you can create a, a, a room and have people over and hang out and all of that, and if you get tired of being around them, then you can go create, you know, you can create your own meta house right? and go back and hang out by yourself for some peace and quiet. Yeah. But that's crazy to me because you're sitting in your house by yourself right. to do it in the first right. place. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you can build your own house and you can put all this stuff in it. And I know that there are people that are investing. I've seen commercials for real estate people that are buying up spots in the metaverse. And so like you can buy real estate in the metaverse and have like the best real estate. The best virtual real estate. Yeah. And so, but he's Man. trying to make this a big thing. So he's trying to make it to where a lot of people are working from home now and you can log into your virtual reality office and the computer ties into your computer at work and you can set up your workspace exactly how you want it. And then your virtual friends are beside you that work there and they got their own avatars and they look however they want to look. Yeah. And then y'all do work for your actual business through the metaverse. I, I think it's crazy. Yeah. But the problem is I think that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to buy into it. The other thing, and the reason we're talking about it, is there's already people that are setting up meta churches. Mm -hmm. And so you can go and you can hear somebody preach. You sit in the virtual meta church and they preach and you can tithe and you can do all that stuff and hang out together. So the question is, is that a viable option for the future of the church? Right. What do you think? Well, no. I, th- I think it's not. No. <laughs> I would say no. You've not bought into the meta world? I have, I have not. Why? Um. Well, I think that, I mean, number one, it's like you are saying, I mean, it, it's crazy that this idea that we can live in a virtual world and somehow completely escape the actual world. 
it's escapism, really. Yeah. It's just t- kind of taking it to the nth degree, it, like we've never seen it before. And I don't know, the whole idea that you can sit in your house while sitting in a virtual house. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and I know, like, there are kids that right now, they'll sit at home and watch people play video games on YouTube. Right. And so they're not, not only are they not just sitting and playing the video games, but they're just watching people play video games. Right. I don't get that either, but yeah. that's big. Or they'll watch kids play with toys, right? Or they'll watch people play sports. You know, well, which I guess a lot of people do that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, and so that that's kind of the practical side of kind of what I think of of all that. But aside from that, one of my favorite passages is in Colossians three, starting in verse fourteen. It says, "And above all these." Put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And then the verse we read coming into this podcast, Hebrews 10, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. One of the things that both of those passages has in common is the fact that it's talking about how we as a church body are called to admonish and teach and stir up one another and to love and good works. Yeah. Right? So what you miss, now we have talked about, the most important thing is the preaching of God's word. That is the most important thing in the church service. Okay. Right? Well, and I think this topic is a natural progression from the things that we've been talking about. So we've been talking about how to properly worship the Lord, and one of the things that we do is we worship Him corporately, Mm -hmm. right? And God has in Scripture given us what the elements of worship are. Preaching and teaching is one of those elements, but then there's singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. There is baptism, there's the Lord's Supper, there Mm -hmm. is praying, there, you know, so right. there are other elements of worship that we're called to do together, but we're not just called to do these things. If we're not meeting corporately together, then what we've got is a bunch of individual house churches where the family is the church. Right. And there's no collective gathering of the saints together. But inquiring minds want to know our huge plethora of listeners are begging to know the answer to this question. We should go to church. Why? We should corporately worship at church. But what if I just follow it from YouTube? How are you held accountable? I don't know. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) So we've been talking about how to worship the Lord, and this flows from that because through corporate worship, God has established how he desires to be worshipped. In private worship, in corporate worship, all of it, he's told us how he wants to be worshipped, right? Yeah. So Meta Church, we are saying now in the future when this becomes big, even though I hope it does not, mm-hmm. I think it could, we're saying now that we are not for Meta Church because you forsake the assembly of yourselves together. Mm-hmm. Being with people in a virtual room is not the same as being with people because you're not partaking of the Lord's Supper together. You're not praying with one another. You're not being there for one another. 
we were made to be relational. And part of that is being around each other and not being isolated from each other. So what are your other thoughts on meta church? Well, I, I think that it is a fruit of stuff that has been going on in worship and in the consumption of church services for a while. Well, and I would say just in our culture, yeah, you reap what you sow. Right. We've been sowing laziness, and yeah. I think this is about as lazy as you can get. Right. Well, not only that, but just the whole idea of worship consumerism, right? This idea that I can... So if I don't like this other this church that I was at, I can go to this another church that's got more of what I want, almost like you're flipping channels. You right. know what I mean? And there's no... I mean, what does church membership look like at that point? You know what I mean? I mean, it's well, just what does just church so membership much. look like at this point? Well, church membership means that you are. I'm just saying that, like in the American culture today. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. What you're to speak to what you're saying? Yeah. The average church. What does church membership look like? Right. And there are people that never show up but are considered church members. There are people like what is a biblical church member? Right. And uh, that is an episode we need to dive into is what is a biblical church member? Because my argument, and I think your argument is, you can't be a biblical member of the body of Christ and not be present together. Right. So my idea of meta church is the same as if for my body, my arm is off in some room in Utah and my legs in some basement in Florida in my head's, you know what I mean? Right. Like the body of Christ is not together. You can't be the body of Christ when you're separated all around the world. Mm -hmm. You can't come together and love the people around you and display Christ's body to them. Right. You know, fulfilling the Great Commission, Matthew 28, go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them all that I've commanded you. You can't properly do that if we're not together, doing it mm -hmm. together. It's a call to do it to the people that we are around. But you can't do that through meta. Right. No matter what old Mark says. <laughs> right. I think that what you're kind of speaking to also refutes the argument that you might hear from someone who says, well, the church isn't the building. Well, yes, the church is not the building. The church right. is the body of Christ. And collectively. so collectively, right? right? I am individually not the church. Now, I'm yeah. a part of the church, but me isolated is not the church. Right. You know what I mean? The church is not a building means that the church is not confined to a building. You can meet as a, as a body of believers anywhere. You can meet in a field. You can meet underground. You can meet in a church building. You can meet in a house. You're not confined to the building. Right. And also, I think a lot of times it's used to, to help people understand the fact that the church is... Uh, I mean, one of the church's roles is also to be salt and light in the world, right. right? But you cannot do that when you're isolated. It's like you were saying. You can't have your hands in Utah and your feet in Florida and your, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so, no, I agree. And I think what makes, so like my arm, for example, the thing that makes my arm a member of my body is that it's present. Right. And it's attached to my body. Right. Your arm's not my arm because it's attached to your body. Yeah. Right. And so if we are members of the body of Christ, we're attached together and he's the head and he's using us to reach the people around us, you know? All right. So let's, let's kind of change pace a little bit. Yeah. And let's look at online church or streaming church mm -hmm. or YouTube church. Yeah. 
can I be a Christian and only attend church services virtually, so through streaming? I would say for a majority of people, you run into the same issue that we just talked about, right? One of the things that I'm working through, though, is people who just cannot make it. Okay. Um, So like our church, Uh we've got a lot of people who are homebound. Older people that are shut in and can't right, get out. Yeah. Right. So what do you do with that? Like what like what is the theological Yeah. I, I think that that's where deacons come big into play. So yeah. like if you look at the establishment of deacons, or at least the first time that the role is being filled, you've got older widows that are being neglected in the distribution of food and they see that need and they go to them and they meet that need. And so I think as an eldership of the church sees that, hey, we've got people that can't physically be present, I think them being able to watch a live stream is beneficial. I don't think it's something that could be done 10 years ago as much, you know, um, unless you were a really big church and could afford a big budget. Now you've got, because of, you know, COVID back in 2020, you've got tiny little churches that are now live streaming their services. And so I think that's good for that aspect. The people that can't physically make it to be able to be a part of what's going on and hear the the gospel preached, that's a good thing. But there still has to be follow-up from that. Right. You know, the elders should be going and visiting those people, praying with them, yeah. and just spending time with them, uh, allowing them to do the Lord's Supper and things like that. But then also the the deacons need to be reaching out and loving them and supporting them and encouraging them. And So at that point, though, then... The you um, you bring yeah the so church to it them becomes on the kind of on the church to be the church right. for the member right exactly as opposed to with a lot of the other side and this is what what we were gonna kind of dive into a little bit too of you know if you're able to make it to church and you're not yes then you've got that's a different issue that's a different thing yeah. yeah so the way that we're what we're speaking to with that being a good thing is for those that can't physically make it right. from sickness or things like that, right? Yeah. Now, then you've got everybody else, which is 90% right. of the people that are watching your live stream. And those people need to be in church. Right. They need to physically be there for the same reason that we gave for Meta Church. Right. You cannot be a member of the body of Christ sitting at home. You can't. Right. You can't be encouraged. You can't be... Uh, held accountable, like Emma said, you can't, all these different things, Right, you're not experiencing that because you're in a different place, you That's know? Right. Uh, I don't remember, might have been Nine Marks, uh, their end of the year thing, they were doing a podcast, but they were talking about the, the guy took his sabbatical and stayed home just to see what it was like, and he was saying it's not the same thing, you yeah. know, because you're, you can pause it and go eat your breakfast burrito and then you can pause it and go do this and go do that and you're not engaged with what's going on even if on the lord's day you say okay kids it's the lord's day we're gonna all come together and we're gonna watch the service and then we're gonna still do what we would normally do on the lord's day we're just not going to the building you're still isolated from everybody and you can't be what christ has called us to be when you're when you're isolated yeah so that is uh our our spiel on that um now I would say, and I don't know if if you would agree or not. I would not. Okay, well then I won't say I'm sure. <laughs> I think that as a church, live streaming is beneficial for also for people though who maybe uh, 
So like I think of one of the one of my favorite churches that's out there is Apologia Church. And I think of like, you know, I've listened to lots of sermons by Jeff Durbin, by people out there because they live stream their stuff and they, they put it on YouTube and I'll pull it up and I've learned a lot through that. Right. Yeah. So that's been a fish now, but then you run into the same other problem of I don't go to Apologia Church. Right. Right. So that's I, not your pastor. Right. That's not mm-hmm. my pastor. So I think the tendency from the consumer, even if you are going to a church and being a member of the body of Christ at a church, right? still, that's not my pastor. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, well, and I think, too, we have to ask, why do we corporately worship together on the Lord's Day? Yeah. What's the purpose? Yeah. And it's not for us. Right. We don't, we don't go to worship for us and our glory. Mm-hmm. It's for the Lord and His glory, right? Yeah. And so... We love others because Christ has loved us. The things that we've experienced, he uses in other people's lives as well. Mm-hmm. And so we're not going for the sole purpose of being fed, but to also help others be fed. Right. And and you can't do that just live streaming. So, yes, supplemental things are good Yeah. if it's supplements. Right. So think of vitamins. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm eating and then I take a vitamin and that helps me as well. But if all of my nourishment is coming from pastors that I don't have a relationship with, then they're not my pastor. Right. They can't counsel me. They can't rebuke me. They can't exhort me. They can't right. build me up. They can't do any of those things because they don't know me. They don't know my sin. There's no way for me to repent and confess sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's none of that. And and so while I'm not anti-live streaming, I think it can be useful I think it could be supplemental, uh, but I think there's a lot of people that are drawn to these, people call them rock star pastors, just pastors with a following, mm-hmm. and I like Jeff. I like him a lot, and he's taught me a lot of stuff too, and, and that's good if it's supplemental, right? but then if that's my main source of growth in the Word, mm-hmm. um, I should be growing mainly from my pastor. Right. They, my pastor should be pouring into me. Uh, he should be the one that's rightly dividing scripture and and overseeing my growth because he's the under shepherd the Lord's put over me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so while it's good to have those things, that should drive us even further to want to be under biblical leadership that right. looks like that, but where there is accountability and where there is community and where there is all of that stuff because that's more healthy for us and for the church and ultimately for that community. Yeah. Yeah. So live streaming can be good, but it's just like fast food. If that's all we're eating, we're Mm going to be obese and die. That's true. In our trespasses and sin. Mm -hmm. All right. So the last one, what say ye to the man that comes and says, Andrew, I don't need to go to church. I'm going fishing today. And when I'm out in God's creation, looking around, I'm going to thank him. I'm going to spend some time praying. I'm going to bring my Bible and read a couple verses out there. So I'm having church in God's church house that he created, not some building. (laughs) Yeah. What do you say to that? Well, I would say that the issue there is that the church, the gathering of the saints, what we're talking about, well, it is a gathering of 
saints uh, in Hebrews. 10. I mean, that's in violation of Hebrews ten. Yeah, really. I mean that, and it goes back to what we were saying: using the argument of the church is not the building to justify that situation right there. Again, the church is not the building, but that just means that the church is not limited to the building. You right. know, but, but that doesn't mean that that the church is not the gathering of the saints. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and so, uh, you know, at, and at, at that point, what you're doing is you're basically just having a personal quiet time and calling it church. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and it goes back to what we were saying with Meta Church. You've got someone out there on a bass boat and he's supposed to be the hand while the rest of the body's over gathering yeah. as a church. Well, I think, you know it, what I mean? Yeah. It goes back to at that point, I'm trying to be spiritual, but I'm not biblical. Right. Because the Bible has told us what are the elements of worship? Yeah. Right. What is the church? What does it look like when the church corporately gathers together on the Lord's day? How does God desire for us to worship him? And he's told us how he desires for us to worship him. Yeah. Um, I actually, so on our Instagram, and if you don't follow us on Instagram, plug right now locust and honey podcast on instagram but a while back i had posted this question and the question was to those of you that claim to be a christian do you worship the lord better publicly gathered with the church or in any other way and then in parentheses i said any other way could include summer camps small groups personal quiet time being outdoors streaming church etc and then my follow-up question is which is the primary way God desires us to worship him? And I got a ton of people that responded to this, and the answers were not quite what I was expecting, but I had several people that responded. And so here's some of the answers. One said that we're to worship without ceasing, constant, unceasing praise and worship. A person said, I do not believe there is a wrong way to worship. I do not believe that I must be inside four walls of a church to worship. To say I must be in church to worship limits God. Uh, Another person said, many ways to worship God according to his word, with our mind, body, and spirit, and truth, and action, with our speech, and song, and community, and alone. There is no best, in my opinion, consistently in prayer and thanksgiving consistently check of his presence constant in fellowship with family and others in his creation in fellowship with church members at a building or in the community or in any other place and um, a lot of the responses that i got were kind of talking about that same thing mm-hmm. we can worship god really in different ways some people said that they worship the best when they're riding in their car listening to certain music and stuff like that but the problem with all of that, and that's the whole reason I put that second follow-up question is, what way does God desire to be worshipped? Mm-hmm. Is He desires most to be worshipped on the Lord's Day when the saints collectively gather together to worship Him. The reason that we do that is not for us, it's for Him, and He's the one that commanded it. Mm-hmm. And He told us, when you gather together, here's what you do. Mm-hmm. You're going to preach the Word. You're going to teach the Word. You're going to pray. You're going to do the Lord's Supper together. You're going to baptize. You know, all of that stuff, he's commanded how he desires to be worshipped, and we can't change that. That goes back to Nadab and Abihu and that strange fire. Mm -hmm. You know, God, I know that you desire to be worshipped this way, but this would be better, you know? And and that's kind of where churches have been going the past several years is we've been trying to— Okay, which is why you have that church that sold their building, mm-hmm. and they're now they're completely meeting yeah. live stream and online. People can give online. They can listen to the sermons. 
but that's not a church. Right. That's that's just people that are hanging out together and doing a Bible study. God has established what the church is and things that should happen to establish a church. Right. And so that's kind of why we want to do this episode is because we really need to be thinking about these things. When we're talking about worshiping the Lord, the number one thing that we're about each and every week is that we have to worship God as he desires to be worshiped so that we can love each other as he desires for us to love each other. Mm-hmm. First table first, second table second. Right. If we're worshiping God the way he desires and tearing down those idols, then he will love others through us. So for us to be the church, that's what we've got to do. We need to repent. We need to turn back to him. We need to quit trying to reinvent the wheel and know that he is the creator. He created us. He created the church. He created everything. And he's already told us what to do. We just have to obey him. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So if meta church becomes a big thing, the whole live streaming church, all of this stuff, we don't have to keep doing it. We just trust the Lord and what he's called us to. Yeah. And to be honest, I, I don't like those. The answers that you got are not really surprising to me because I think that we have been trained to have a me first mindset toward yeah. Our relationship with the Lord. Which, and I'm going to tag yeah. our, our previous episode, biblical worship versus Burger King worship, having worship your way mm-hmm. versus the biblical way, because it, it ties into this. But go Yeah, and, but I think, too, that the way that we've... I mean, we've been trained from the beginning in that you think about our motivation mm-hmm. for wanting to go to heaven or our motivation for not dying in our sins. Right. Well, that's what the Bible says, that many will have tickling ears. Yeah, but like I, I think that... That mindset of instead of me not wanting to die in my sins and trespasses simply because I don't want to go to hell or me wanting to go to heaven simply because it's not hell and it's a good place to go, mm-hmm. that's, that's not really the heart of the gospel. The heart of the gospel is God's intimacy with his people, right? Yes. And so our... Well, and it has of, nothing to do with us. Right. It's and it has nothing to do with us. Yeah. Right. I think that and so you've got that, and you've also got, there are a lot of people who have the motivation of, well, if I get saved, my life's going to be better. If I get saved, mm-hmm. then all these giants in my life are going to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be like David slinging a stone, and the Lord's going to guide the stone and hit the giant in the forehead. Now, the problem with that is that Christ is David. Right. We are the Israelites who are shaking in our boots. Yeah. You know? But when we have the mindset that we are David or that we don't want to go uh, we just want to be saved so that we don't have to go to hell Mm -hmm. and make it all about us from the beginning of our walk with christ it leads it leads to everything then becoming about us the church is then about us worship is about us preaching of the word is about us it's not about christ so much right you know and what what i mean by all of that too is that i think that's a larger like I'm not saying that if that is that if someone believed that that they weren't genuine in their salvation because I think that took me a while to grasp too. I think it depends on the person. It depends on the person, right? It depends yeah. on the heart, you know. Right. But I think that is one of the seeds of what has has produced this fruit that mm-hmm. we're talking about in this episode, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I agree. And and I think selfishness in worship is the a lot of the underlying issue for all of these things. Yeah. That's what we're addressing. Selfishness and worship. Uh, we're worshiping ourselves and what we desire over worshiping God and how he's commanded us to worship him. Mm-hmm. And so we need to die to self. We need to pick up our cross daily and follow him. Right. Even in worship. Because worship is more than a song. 
It's mm. not just singing. It's all of what we've been talking about is entailed in worship. And it all belongs to God. And he's commanded all of it, not just to do it, but how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so we just need to obey him, right. guide ourselves and follow him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to stop today. Hope that you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, if so, cool. <laughs> if Thanks. You're, yeah, if you're still here, uh, we appreciate y'all. And hope that you have a good Lord's Day. And we will see you next week. That we will. Well, we'll talk to you next week. We will do that too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.